talking today with someone how they were like i feel like it was just yesterday you guys were launching this and now it's episode five, five how I crazy know. is that that's five weeks in that's insane that also means midterms i know but we're not gonna, be okay. yeah, we're not gonna talk that. about it yeah <laughs> but um for today we're gonna talk about um mental health specifically the stigma behind it in our communities when i say that i mean communities of color um because there is a stigma it's kind of taboo to talk about it a lot of the times but yeah. it's something that a lot of us face a lot of us um and so we felt like it was a necessary conversation to have um and to to do it today and we, we understand like conversations about mental health it's important to be sensitive to people's experiences um and what they've gone through so we will be digging a little deep so um just quick disclaimer um if we use any trigger word words um this is your trigger warning we might say some stuff that um if you have experienced um, issues with mental health or you're close to someone that's experienced issues with mental health um some things might set you off a little bit so just be mindful today we will be um talking about that um, yeah and a disclaimer too like we're not professionals on this yeah, we're topic not like, we're all. not I'm this is just exactly this is yeah, just us talking that. about our own experiences um what we feel about it mm-hmm. um and so yeah but thankfully we don't have to only talk about our experiences um ruth and i we are from Africa, which is great, um, so that's one lens, but we're joined by two semi-handsome men. Um, <laughs> medium ugly. In the medium ugly uh, in the booth today. Um, I'm going to let you introduce yourselves. Go ahead. Our, uh, hello, everybody. Uh, my name's Alpha. Uh, I'd like to give a quick shout out to Big and Ruth for having me here. Oh, thank uh, you. Course, thank you for course. joining us. Thank mm-hmm. you for having me. Um, my name's Jose Romero. Um, I just like to say that I appreciate being able to be here, you know, have this conversation with y'all. Mm-hmm. Some that I care about a lot, me and Big have talked about as well. Mm-hmm. So um, it'll be fun. It will be. What do you, what do you guys like? Your year? Your yeah, major, majors. Your yeah. You can, you can ask your Instagram. If you want plug to yourselves. Them, you know. <laughs> a little plug. All right, mm-hmm. well, I'm a senior um, from Lawrenceville, Georgia. 
uh, Posse Scholar. Uh, so shout out to oh, the yeah, Posse Foundation. Um, and my major, I major in, I'm, I'm in the business school, majoring in analytics. Uh, anything else about me? Oh, my Instagram. So you mm-hmm. guys can all follow me for uh, great content. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of uh, semi handsome pictures <laughs> at uh, Alpha A O P H A underscore M B on, on Instagram and Wreck-It Elf on Twitter. Oh That's dope. Yeah, I like that he plugged his Twitter. Not not a lot of people not do that, that, and I love Twitter. Twitter yeah, Twitter is the best social media. Yeah. 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 You know, you know, yeah. Definitely, that's that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> Real ones though. Real ones though. <laughs> yeah, but um, I'm Jose. I'm a first year student. Um, I'm in the Elliott School, and I'm an international affairs major here. I'm from Baltimore, Maryland, and um, yeah, I'm just excited to have this conversation with y'all, and I'm ready. You ready? Yeah. I'm ready. Okay, then let's just jump in. Let's jump in. I'm ready. Um, So before we, like, go into the specifics, what are your experiences with mental health? Like, personal experiences. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, this is a safe space. It is. is. All right. Well, um, since you said this is a safe space, (laughs) um, (laughs) well, I personally, I've dealt with a lot. Um, As any person of color, I I go through a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. I also come from a lower-income area from Baltimore, Maryland. So we deal with certain things where I'm from. Uh, but specifically, I, um, I've had a lot of experience, you know, depression, things like that, certain mm-hmm. thoughts, you know, certain um, experiences that a lot of people go through in their teen years, you know, mm-hmm. that's normal. Yeah. Uh, and that's why we're here to talk about it, you know, because it's not foreign. Yeah, it isn't. It isn't. like the teen years, like, not saying that, like, mental health is exclusive to teenagers, but for me, uh, not like I've lived a whole life, but... I feel like teenage years are really, really crucial times yes. for your mental health. And I agree. Like, I've seen people's lives be complete, like a complete turn, 180, mm. once they started um, getting into their like adolescence. Um, so I think it's really important to acknowledge why this conversation is so important, especially for the youth listening today. Yeah. Um, so yeah. What about you, Alpha? Um, so I never, I didn't have any experience, in my opinion, with mental health, like personally, until I came to college. Because, mm. you know, college is like a different time, so... It's like, I definitely, like, went through a lot while I was here. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I feel like I learned a lot. I gained a lot of perspective because, you know, when I was, like, you know, growing up in high school, I was always, like, I never tr- I never understood what mental health really meant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, that's something, like, a lot of people don't understand what it means until they either go through it or someone very close to them goes mm-hmm. through it. So I feel like, you know, now at this point in my life, like, I realize how important it is to take care of your mental health. And it is, like, how important, like, how many, just how many things could be, like wrong with it and just how like a lot of things get brought upon and like in your life that builds up upon each other and you realize like at some point like it's all trauma and trauma always manifests in some way especially like it it comes like everything comes due at some point Mm. so it's like you know it's just now that we're growing up learning that like everything from your childhood that was messed up you can't really just brush it off (laughs) yeah everything from your teen years that was messed up you can't really just brush it off it'll all come back to haunt you at some point if you don't deal with it. I agree. It's like habits that you pick up or you notice, and you're like, okay, where did this come from? And then you stem it back to, like, something that happened when you were younger. And there's a lot of... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so a lot of times, also, we talk about this a lot. It's, like, generational things that are kind of passed down. And for... I don't know about you guys, but for me, my family, like, mental health is not really spoken. Like, we don't talk about it as a subject or a topic. And a lot of the things are just, like, brushed aside or, like, be tough about it. And so that kind of perpetuates this cycle, right? Because we're going to then pass it down to their kids, which is us. And so we have to deal with it now because we're more aware and conscious. 
of the effects sure. of it. I agree. That's that's very similar to my experience with mental health. Um, I, just like you all thought, I didn't know it existed. Mm. Like I didn't think that was a part of our body that yeah. we had to care for as yeah. much. I thought it was just there. Yeah. And you know, we just had a mind. Perfect. We're good. Right. Um, and then I started seeing like the spectrum of sadness. When I was young, it was just being sad, and then slowly. People in my life, I was like, okay, now there's this thing called depression. Hmm. That's just a different level of sadness. That's like another thing. Like, you don't even have, you also like, you know, like I've realized for, in my language, a lot of these mental illnesses don't have a name. They're all the same. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they don't have a name. Yeah, so it's crazy. like, that's even crazy. The fact that like, even within the way we communicate and talk about, we don't even have a name to address these issues. It's like that's sadness you, or something. That's how you know it's not and a it, big part of our culture. Like, yeah. You know, the thing is, even in America, until the, what's it called? The DHM? The DH something? The DSM. Mm, I know. Yes. DSM, Thank you. Yeah. Until that came out, that also, like, we didn't have a name to it. We For a lot of these issues, yeah. Issues. And what's even crazier about that is that even the DSM shifts every few years. Yeah. Um, there's five yes. DSMs. Yes. You know, certain 19... things. I don't want to lie. It's, it's, been, it's been going for a while now, yeah. but yeah. not long enough, uh-huh. you know, because, um, for example, like what Ruth was talking about in Spanish, like when I, you know, found myself describing how I feel to even my mother, hmm. it's difficult because yeah. a lot of those words don't yes. translate. Yes. You know, you have to uh, really understand that, like, these topics are things that we're fortunate enough to care about yeah. because we, we can afford to, in mm-hmm. a way. Because uh, when people come up in, in different countries and stuff like that, who it's cares about survival. mental health? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's about physical, you know? like physical yeah. literally about physical your life. So. Exactly. But, you know, the funny thing is, like, back home, the problem with that is that I feel like gender dynamics play a lot. Mm. Elaborate. Like, it's so funny. I saw literally today, I was on Twitter, which is like Twitter, so that's social media. And <laughs> I literally, there's a statistic, I don't know if I trust this statistic, this is random random girl on Twitter, um, but she was talking about how majority of um, people with depression are men, but only 5% of depression is um, reported by men. Yeah. And I was like, that's so interesting. Like, at least even in Gambia, even though we didn't have the labels, even though we didn't say, oh, mommy, I'm depressed, or oh, mommy, I'm this, this, and that, even though we couldn't say that, it was easier for a girl to say, mom, I'm sad, yeah. than it was for a guy to say, mom, I'm sad. Mm-hmm. You know what right. I mean? Like. I Sorry, I'm running No, I, I wouldn't like you. I'm not a guy. I'd like yeah, you that, to talk about that. I just wanted us to kind of think about, like, just how many, like, times we hear about people having, like, emotionally absent fathers. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that, those are depressed men, mm-hmm. in a sense. And depressed men raise depressed men. Mm-hmm. And that mm. cycle perpetuates and continues because of this thing we have called toxic masculinity. Mm. Where it's like, you can't okay. talk, talk about, about it. Talk, talk about, about it. it. <laughs> Bro, but that's what it is. Like, it's very, very simple because, like, we all see it and we all know what it is. But at the same time, the problem persists because at the end of the day, it's so ingrained in men to just be like, to just brave everything, to yeah. just tough it out and be like, yo, like, it's whatever, you feel yeah. me? Yeah. All of my friends are like that. Like, mm-hmm. all, of the, all of the men I know, for the most part, I like that. Yeah. Exactly. And you like that? <laughs> 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 we call him now. <laughs> but, uh, it's, it's funny, because, like, as a man, you go through a lot, you know? For sure. Um, you're expected, like, certain things are expected of you always. You're always expected to be a certain type of person, oh. um, compose yourself a certain way. Mm-hmm. But uh, the good thing is that as you grow up, you also become more mature and you can notice those things about yourself like, oh, wow, yeah. I tend to get angry at this yeah. or these things discomfort me. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, talk about fathers or whatever, like personally for myself, um, I grew up without a father mo- father most of my life. Yeah. 
So uh, a lot of that was learning how to be in touch with my emotions as a man, you mm -hmm. know, because um, like my mother could only teach me so much and you have to really go out and seek certain information for yourself as a man. And, you know, coming to college is part of that because it allows you to really yeah. start like tune in to yourself because mm -hmm. yeah. you're really you know, on your own here exactly. For the first yeah. time in your life. exactly like I'm here so this isn't like yeah. this isn't a joke anymore I gotta like, make, I a make it for myself out. exactly so for that's sure. when you start caring about yourself a little bit more and you um, it's definitely a process it's definitely that a process is. for sure from going your whole life to like like being a certain way and not speaking about certain things and just thinking like you could tough it out to then realizing that'll literally destroy you mm. exactly. that like it doesn't happen overnight when you realize that like that becomes like you kind of, you kind of, I feel like hit a point where it's like, yeah, I really can't just hold everything in anymore. Yeah. And once you hit that point, that's when it's like, all right, I really got to figure out how to flip this switch within me. Mm. Where it's like, I, I don't do this, but now I have to do this. I have to start expressing myself emotionally. I have to figure out a way to like healthily hand, handle my demons. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. That, that's actually like very interesting. Cause, um, I had to go through that a little bit earlier in high school, like in life, cause mm. I had to go through it in high school. Um, when I went to high school, I transitioned to somewhere where I had never been. Yeah. You know, so I'm leaving all my friends that I grew up with. You I went mean, to a private I went high to school, a right? School. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I had to meet a whole new group of kids. I'm nothing like these mm -hmm. kids. You know, we come from completely different yeah. lives. Mm -hmm. So, um, it's a it's, culture shock. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, that obviously does something to you. So, my first few years of high school were hard because I was trying to figure out who do I want to be. Mm. You know, because as a man, when you come up, you're told to be this way, that way. But it's hard to say, no, I'm going to be this, yeah. and that's who I'm going to be. Because even though it's harder, it's more efficient to my life, like, to get me forward. Because you're always, like, tempted to be a certain type of, like, aggressive and things yeah. like that. But mm -hmm. you got to realize that, you know, those things are reckless to a certain extent. They are. Yeah, even the whole, like, oh, men shouldn't cry. Like, mm -hmm. I always like I always ask my guy friends, I'm like, do y'all cry? Like, mm -hmm. I genuinely want to know, do you cry? And it's like, for me... No matter what you tell me, crying to me is like a, is a sign of strength, honestly. Like, I think if you're able, if you have the capacity to be in tune with your emotion, then you're stronger than the person next to you who can't cry. It doesn't know how to cry. Because you have a, you, you're reaching a certain part of yourself that they're not. Um, and they're not probably because of a, a long list of reasons. Yeah. Do you know what I it mean? It takes a lot. Yeah, but we 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 we're gonna yeah. we're and gonna that's a like when you're talking about that you're talking about being vulnerable, right? right? And in our culture, like I can speak specifically to mine, vulnerability is kind of seen as a sign of weakness, yeah. and I think it's just unlearning that and realizing yeah. that we all feel, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's not weak. Actually, for you to actually come up and express that mm -hmm. and be honest about that, kind of like you said, shows like how your strength in the situation. Um, so yeah. And then I think we touched on this, but like I want to talk about mental health in our cultures. Like, why why do you think that there is this stigma? Where does it come from? All right. Well, um, for myself, um, I'm a Latin man. I'm first generation in America. Like my my parents are not from here. Mm. Yeah. So um, my whole life, you know, it's been put to me that when you're a man, you're supposed to be tough. You know, crying is weak, as we discussed before. And talking about certain things is taboo. You know, talking about, um, like, if somebody asks you how your day is, good, always. Like, it doesn't mm -hmm. matter. You're not going to tell somebody, nah, I wasn't good because I went through this, that, and the third at work. Who cares? Because mm. you're a man, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, for men, it's like, it, in Latin communities specifically, they're looked at to be, you know, providers and mostly just, like, alpha males. Always, 24-7. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. Jeez, 
Exactly. Yeah. Like, don't don't exact. That's why the word is in Spanish. Because mm. <laughs> like really like those are some of the people that you'll see that are the most out of touch with their emotions, and it isn't their fault, obviously. It really isn't. And that's what sucks. It's like I can't even blame you. Exactly. That's the thing. They don't know any don't better. Know. Also, like when you think about it, I know that because we're very conscious about it now like we can talk and we can say okay we have this issue or whatever but i like when i think about my parents i know they've experienced things but they it's like in a way it's like especially with immigrants and stuff like that it's like survival Mm -hmm. like that's what they're focused on rather than like actually how am i feeling you know like on a day-to-day basis it's like let's just make sure we get through it yeah and so then when you're thinking about that and you're thinking about that for your kids too like when will you have time to even really ask yourself how am i feeling like check in with yourself i think the thing is it's funny though exactly i actually find that it's such a luxury to be able to tell someone how you're feeling or to ask how you're feeling because our parents grew up in a time where how i was feeling was not something that they were thinking exactly yeah it's not even a question it's how do how do, how do i get out of yes. this situation yes. right now yes. how, like, how am i gonna put food on the table how yes. am i gonna put food on the table how am i gonna get my kids a good life you know mm. um and props to them because here we are living a good life asking ourselves how are yeah. you today yeah, and so actually answering the yeah. question yeah honestly as much as we're talking about the generational aspect of it we kind of have to applaud them for even yeah. like getting yeah. us to this point where we can even actually like talk, talk about these they issues the best, yeah you know? they really are mind. yes i'm always like you know you do your best like yes yes even if you don't understand me fully you know i understand you come from a different life yeah. Like, 100%. completely yeah even i feel like with uh we're like immigrants that come from like you know obviously they come here for a better opportunity like my parents came from a third world country mm. you feel me and i grew up around a majority black and hispanic area mm-hmm. so it's like i'm working with those two dynamics where i have west african parents in the house don't talk about mental health at all mm. I, I grew up around black people and hispanic people in a low-income area don't talk about mental health at all and you see it it's the same thing because at the end of the day people focus on survival or just focus on survival they don't they don't have time for nothing else yeah, they really don't. and it's like at the same time it's like they understand that they're trying to put me in a position like because the thing is honestly speaking a lot of these a lot of times like like immigrant parents and like parents in low-income communities that want better for their kids kind of perpetuate a lot of the mental health like issues that they do yes because at the end yes. of the day they're like yo it's like you got to be on go go yes. go 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 and they don't have space for nothing else and it's not their fault like you like y'all said it's not their fault they didn't have the capacity to learn that it's but it's like we know that and so we know that it's like dang like this is really taking a toll on my mental yeah. health but it's like at the end of the day it's just because they just focus on like getting to the next step exactly you, you know like hot what do they say? Hindsight is twenty twenty. Hindsight mm. is twenty twenty. Because oh well, it's an American saying. Basically, when you when you look back, things are way clearer. Yeah. Mm. So when you look oh. back, like things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I never I understood you. what old habits die hard. I think I started getting that like two years ago. I was like, oh. yeah. yeah, that one's kind of rough. Or like you can eat, you can't eat your cake and have it too. I'm like, yeah, why? Have kick it. No, that's what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. why can't... I'm like, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. We'll, we'll explain all the... Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We got a little bit of time to come to this. Yeah. 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 <laughs> For sure. It's, it's interesting because, you know, you're always told to go, go, go. Yeah. And specifically in these communities, you know, people are, are frowned upon for sharing things that can make them seem vulnerable. Because mm. yeah. that's um, not on the mission. It's exactly. Not the mm-hmm. uh, you know, and vulnerability is not, like, it's not a part of, like, 
the formula to win. Like, yeah. for them, like vulnerability is not going to help me. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's going to hurt worse. you. Exactly. Yeah. It's like you're showing weakness. You're allowing people to, to then walk above you exactly. in the step. And it's actually interesting that you're talking about how, like, our parents most of the times also add to this. Mm-hmm. Like, when we think about it, I don't know, the fact that this is such a stigma in communities of color, but when when you think about all the things that we have to face, I feel like we're the most at risk for these issues. You know what I mean? Like, isn't that crazy how it's like, even the fact that it's not even talked about adds to that. Mm -hmm. But like for most, I feel like a lot of people face these issues on a day-to-day basis, but they just can't even express it. It's not foreign. Yeah. It really isn't. But it's made foreign because, you know, we create a culture where those things are ridiculous to speak about almost because yeah. you know you always feel like you're not heard or maybe somebody just doesn't want to hear it regardless. yeah that's so, a big thing yeah the they, feeling like, like someone doesn't want to yeah. hear it yeah. yeah that's huge because it's like mm. it really it really also adds to you devaluing devaluing mm-hmm. yourself because you're in, in your mind you're like not only shouldn't i speak about this because i come off like weak mm-hmm. like who even cares mm. like and that's that's a big thing i feel like with a lot of people with mental health struggle is like like you can't even really care for yourself like mm-hmm. that so who are you to think that somebody else cares about you yeah yeah realizing that um something's wrong with you is a humbling experience because mm. you want to put yourself in this like high and mighty spot like i'm the greatest at this that and the third or mm-hmm. i'm doing great at this i can do whatever exactly yeah. like i'll make it through whatever but then you got to realize you know maybe maybe i do some things badly mm. like maybe i react to some things inappropriately maybe the way that I handle certain emotions isn't healthy. And um, coming to that point for a man is specifically difficult. Because yeah. right? you you got to admit fault. Admitting yeah. fault is hard, no matter yeah. what the scenario That's is. Like it takes a hit on your pride, yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and jumping off. They do. <laughs> <laughs> it comes with a lot of pride as well. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you're so prideful. Like, you guys are prideful. When you're wrong. And, like, can't blame you. But <laughs> it's not, you know? Like, it's yeah, not. Well, if you want to talk about admitting when you're wrong, we can have a whole different <laughs> Because so girls do not like to admit when they're wrong, bro. No I care. just mean, like, oh, y'all, like, y'all be driving. Like, I, you don't, the fact that this has happened more than once where, like, I'm in a car with a guy and, like, my dad or mm. my brother, and they don't know where they're going. They do know they where they're going. They don't want to ask for the right. They know. They, they know. Yes, they're lost. No, they don't know where they're going. That's the thing. They don't. But we're lost. That's so true. The fact that you give that specific example, do you know how many times I've had to, like, live that through? The direction thing? Yeah. Oh, no. You know where you're going. No, you don't. We're lost. So, like, can we find something else? Y'all are so proud. All right. So, how do you feel in those situations where those men do find where they're going? Good for you. I mean, that's, like, that's, like, one in a million. That's very rarely. That's only that happened. that happens. I, I, I don't even think that. I don't know where I'm going. Look, uh-huh. man, I'm a bad, look, if it's between Baltimore and DC, I probably know where I am for sure. sure. Like, I'll tell you, like I know a certain area. <laughs> conversation a little bit (laughs) but i want to know what do you guys i can talk about my experience with it but like what what do you guys think like the role of religion was 
in this, right? So, like, for, <laughs> for me, that was the hardest thing. That was the hardest thing when it came to talking about, like, mental health with my parents because it's like, but why? God's got you. Like, wait, why? Like, just pray. Exactly. Just pray. And that's the most, that's such a difficult conversation to have with them because it's like, at that point, like, I don't even want to continue the conversation because I'm like, that's not the issue. Like, it's not, you know what I mean? Like, I feel a way. Like, exactly. Just acknowledge it. Like, just even giving the validation. So, like, what do you guys think about that role of religion? Well, I mean, for myself, I come from a very firm Christian background. Before I say anything, I just want to say, like, I do appreciate my background. Mm -hmm. I'm very in tune, you know, in that way Mm -hmm. with my uh, faith. But part of it is that you have to admit that, you know, always relying on that and nothing else is going to harm you sometimes because you're your own person. So it's hard to, like, generalize things and, and really, how do I put it? It's hard to not think about yourself sometimes but you do want to and um specifically when you're talking about like wow i lost my train of thought no, you're good. Like, where going. are we religion yeah, religion. <laughs> yeah I, I appreciate my background and I, I i rely on it heavily but um also you have to pay attention to yourself and be aware of yourself you know um along with the praying you know that you have to understand that there's certain action you have to take as a human yeah. to make sure you're good. Yeah. And uh, part of that is speaking and, like, putting it out there. Because mm. letting someone hear, like, hear you is one of the most, sin- like, sincere ways of communication. Yeah. Like, in a way that, it's like... An, yeah. I feel like religion has been used as an excuse for so many years. Um, why it's an excuse? Uh, probably because it's a really good one. Like, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. now that I think about it, I'm like, people cling on to their faith mm. a lot. I mean, faith has done me great. You know, it's done me a lot of good. For sure. However, like, it does it does take a toll when I'm like, hey, like, this is how I'm feeling, da-da-da-da. And you keep telling me to go pray on it and go pray on it. Um, I'd rather you tell me go pray for guidance. Go pray, not for the solution, but go pray for guidance for the solution at least. Even then, I still think that's still kind of a problematic way to go about the situation. Because it's not validating. Because some things, yeah, like, I, I don't know. Like, if I was to think of the way a white family was to handle a situation if their kid was to come and be like oh i have this issue you know what i mean i think exactly 100 percent. and i don't think at a certain point a lot like also these mental issues like mental health issues a lot of the time are biological you can't really fix it with like you know what i mean like a prayer or anything there some some people need yeah sometimes people actually need medication that's another thing that's not spoken about you know what i mean i'm not gonna lie i low-key have a stigma against like i know like sometimes i what's the word um like my biases my personal biases come out like when i hear people talk about like i feel like just because of where i'm from i never really like i never rated depression like that like i never like like to me i was just like okay it's fine you're just sad and then the thing is once i like came to the u.s and started really actually learning about it um then I was like, okay, actually, this might be real. Yeah. I was like, okay, this might actually this be a thing. thing. Like, yeah. Wow. <laughs> and then when I started experiencing depression, first of all, we've all experienced depression. It's a wide spectrum. Mm-hmm. It can start at, like, you know, the smallest level of, like, oh, you're just not feeling it. Or you're not in a Really? Mood. I it feel like it's different. suicide. Depression is a... I think depression is, like, there actually has to be... I don't know, because people throw around the word, right. like, very easily, and I think it's, I know, like, but depression is actually on a spectrum. Like, you think you so? Can't find yourself, sure. You can't find yourself... The way you say you're depressed and the way someone next to you says depressed are two different things. Mm-hmm. For sure. What they're experiencing are two different things. And I, for one, find myself on the lower end of the spectrum, which I thank God for. Um, 
but still, like when I would talk to people, even the, in that lower set, set um, mm. side of the spectrum, I still was like, "This is really, this is really yeah. awful." Like I don't like yeah. how this is feeling. And then I thought, I can't imagine people that are on the higher end. Yeah. Imagine your whole day waking up and you don't want to be here. Like, yeah. the, oh my god. Well, like when people talk about like they don't even want to leave their room yeah, leave their bed yeah. like there's so much that goes into it so this is the thing right mm-hmm. is a lot of times you know when we talk about like it's a spectrum um it's also a slippery slope yeah like the thing that people don't understand is that if you're if you're at the beginning of the spectrum and you show some of the symptoms and you know, you're oftentimes, like, you're sad and you don't want to get out of bed. There's a bunch of indicators, right? Mm-hmm. You could do all your research, all this, find a million things on a list. But at the end of the day, everybody is absolutely, like, unique. Like, all experience is completely, like, singular. Mm-hmm. Like, no two experiences are completely alike. Mm-hmm. So when people might be, like, at the start of the spectrum, to some, that might be the the roughest part for others. Mm-hmm. Like you said, mm-hmm. you know, it, it comes at you sometimes. You've never experienced nothing like that. Exactly. So it, it takes a whole new level of understanding because then you, uh, as a as an individual, have to go, all right, well, I'm here. Mm. How do I get out of here? Yeah. Or sometimes the hardest part is going, I don't want to get out of here, but I should want to get out of here. Mm. And that's, that's the problem with depression. Dang, that was deep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But that's the truth. That's like a real thought. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, people don't realize what's wrong with them a lot of times because... They'll go through these these long stretches of time where they're just being told, like, you'll be fine, you'll be fine, you'll be fine. Mm. You look back a few months, you're like, damn, I'm not fine. Yeah. I haven't been fine for a while. Yes. Like, it's crazy. That's another thing. The thing of time heals yeah. everything. Yeah. Like, I think that's another thing that we, like, in our communities we talk about a lot. Like, just give it time. You'll be fine. Yeah. Like, you'll be okay. And I'm like, like you said, it's been months now. It should have changed at this point, exactly. I feel like. Um, so, yeah. Some things don't happen uh, by themselves, you know. You need an extra, like an extra hand. Yeah, yeah, I was just gonna ask you, who was your extra hand? Like when you guys were going through something, who did you turn to to be like? Because we don't, a lot of times we don't afford therapy. (laughs) Like that's yeah. Let's talk about that therapy, all that, the the money part of it as well. Yeah, we really don't afford that stuff, and it's also not like normalized in our communities to go to a therapist. It's not normalized Mm. in our communities. It's not accessible in our country. Mm. Exactly. Um, Stop it for, for this. Especially for people <laughs> of color. So, like, who yeah. did you guys go to when you needed someone to validate your feelings and validate your emotions? Um, Say crickets. I have to really think. Honestly, for me, it was like, I like, I I'm blessed because I have an incredible support system. Mm-hmm. I feel like my entire life I've had an incredible support system. Mm-hmm. Like, whenever I was going through what I was going through, like my mom definitely, like, mm-hmm. cause she, I'm not gonna lie, she didn't really understand but she tried to mm. and like throughout like you know me speaking to her and stuff like that like she really was always like there for me because that's my mom's you yeah. know that's like your first best friend in the world mm-hmm. and then obviously like you know just the friends i have here on campus like um shout out to glenn shout out to owen shout out brisa you know shout <laughs> out just all the people that i feel like at the end of the day were there to like listen to me and like kind of you know build me up and bring me out of a place that i was you feel me because at the end of the day like one one thing about like you know had going through like a mental health struggle going through something like a depression or like you know a really bad like manic episode or anything is like you you're very much in your head like you're literally in your own world literally like you you that really was, yeah when leaving, i was going through it i was like when i had gotten out of it i was like yo like i was in a bubble for yeah. so yeah, long so like you was like it's like a dream like literally. like yeah like, and i and like the thing is for me like i i 
like have really bad memory problems like when I like try to think back at those times I experienced because and that can cause same problems. yeah exactly like I literally don't remember like a lot of things but the thing is, it's like you think? subconsciously shut it out yeah that's like it's a form of repression people, they block repression yeah. yeah and that's one way they cope um, healthy or not, I don't really know. But it's also, like, yeah. it's also, like, depression can, like, it literally takes away your memory. Because you're literally, so, like, the way that memory works is, like, you kind of record everything at a time. And, like, when important things happen, they they stick to your brain. Mm -hmm. yeah. When you're depressed, you're, like, it's kind of like an absence of self. It just feels like nothing sticks. Yeah, mm -hmm. nothing, it's like nothing is even happening. You're not really there. Like, and I was, I was sleeping, like, 18 hours a day. So it's not, like, much exactly. was going on anyway. Yeah. So it's, like, yeah. like, literally throughout that time, like, I still have people, like, tell me about certain things that happen. And I'll be, like, yo, like. Like, thank you for being there during that time. Mm. Just because, like, I, just I don't, don't remember, remember it. But I don't remember being there. Like, 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 appreciate that. Like, it happened. Yeah. Uh, but um, for myself, I know that you know my my lowest. I've reached a few, but mm. specifically the one that comes to mind is um, like the summer of like 2018. You know, I had a loved one in jail. Um, I had a sister that was going through a lot, and you know, I'm going like I'm I'm on my own. You know, I'm yeah. becoming like a young man. I'm 17. And, um, you know, you're working every day, you're doing whatever. And then you start realizing, like, damn, I'm really, I'm really down, yeah. you know? Like, it isn't normal. Like, I don't want to get out of bed. I don't yeah. want to do anything. Like, I don't, I don't even want to see people. People can tell me they care about me, yada, yada, yada. I don't care. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I'm, like, who cares? And that's the sad part, you know? Um, my helping hand, though, ended up being, you know, reaching out to things that, I find his passions. Yes. You know, because uh, a lot of it is realizing, all right, I have a problem. What makes me happy? Mm. What gets me out of this moment? Exactly. Wow. What, what does it for me? Yeah. Um, for myself personally, it ends up being like listening to music, learning it, all that kind of stuff. But anything that's creative usually tends to help you with that. Yeah. Um, that was like my starting point. And then I started going to therapy and stuff. And that was that was something that I was, was against at first. For you? Yeah. Therapy's. Therapy is as good as you allow it to be. Mm. Oh, so it's very much a you thing. For sure. Mm. If you go into therapy and you want to sit there and cross your arms, you're not going to you're not going to get anything nothing. from it. Yeah. And that's nothing. What, and it's like you have to be receptive to it. Yeah. Exactly. And I had a friend who was battling depression and I would always tell her um, I was like we can sit and I can talk to you every day, but if it's never going to be there until you want it for yourself. Mm. And I'm just going to hold your hand until you get to that point. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, it really sure. is very much a personal journey. It cannot be forced upon yeah. you in any way. That person's not ready to tackle it. And the thing is, you don't have to be ready. Yeah. Does that make sense? You don't have to be okay. No one's yeah. forcing you to be okay. But when the time comes, know that when you fall, we'll catch you. That's kind of what it is. Yeah, it's more exactly. like, we'll, we'll help you through it. You know? Exactly. No, for sure. Yeah. And therapy, therapy is definitely a huge thing. Because, like, at the same time, like, you... Like, you really have to be receptive to it, but it's also kind of, like, sometimes hard to find the right therapist at mm. times. Oh, man. Mm. My, my therapist is real as hell, though. I'm not going to lie. Mm. Both as heck. Like, <laughs> you, like, you cashed out first time you found, like, you was Bro, married. let me tell you. It's crazy because, you know, I'm very blessed. I'm very fortunate to, um, you know, have been put in situations where I could help myself. Because um, I have been through a lot, and I've, I've seen a lot of things that you're not supposed to see as a young man, you know? So specifically when I when I started therapy and I came to my therapist, I was like, it was this nice middle-aged white woman, you know, so like calm. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I walk into the office and I sit there for the first time. I don't want to be there. But then she just starts talking to me like a human. 
you know, and at that moment I realized like, wow, this person is here trying to like help me and listen. Yeah. But you don't realize that at the moment, like a little bit later on, you're going to notice that once they start asking you questions, like yeah. they're yeah. going to start trying to like, you know, ask you, uh, do you, do you feel like you go weeks at a time very sad? Or do you go mm. weeks at a time very happy? Because they're trying to find and out. And make, that makes you think about it too. Exactly. Questions like, that you never considered before. For sure. Yeah. And it's it's almost scary because I remember that. And thinking about who I was at that moment and who I became six months later is wild. Because I think, you know, where would I have been without that lady's help? Yeah. Because, you know, your family can do so much, but... They're not you're not gonna, exactly. Yeah. You're not gonna sit here and offload every single problem you have to yeah. your your mother who you love or your friends. You know, and I had great friends in high school. Like my yeah. friends in high school, anytime I needed it, they were right there for sure. But um, there's definitely things that you just have to go through on your own, and that's the hardest part about like if you go through depression, is because sometimes that, yeah. you're you are your biggest enemy. Yeah. yeah. Because you can sabotage yourself. Yeah. You know, you can start convincing yourself, like, nah, I'm cool, I'm cool, I'm cool. Yeah. But, like, at the end of the day... Or you get into self-deprecation where it's, I'm not good, I'm not good, I'm not good. Yeah. And, it won't, and, good. It, won't, I'm and it won't be better. Exactly. And it won't be better. That's the thing. Like, when I think of depression, when I think of what I've experienced with it, it's more so, like, a feeling of helplessness. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I would describe it as, like, seeing black and not seeing... When I think about my future, I literally just see black. Like, I won't. I don't see anything getting better. Yeah. Or, you know, progressing. And that's when you reach that point, and it's like, what's the point? You know? Exactly. And that's what's hard, like, to get to them, to get to that place where you're like, nah, I should try again. Like, I should yeah. keep trying. You I know, don't know. Speaking of, like, not seeing far ahead or whatever, like, if you would have asked me, you know, my freshman, my sophomore year of high school, and you would have been like, oh, you want to go to college? Da-da-da-da-da. I mean, I would have casually been like, yeah, sure. But, mm. like, in my head, I'm not seeing none of that. Yeah. Like, I'm, like, I'm really, like, I don't care. Yeah. That's the thing about depression yeah. and that's why I stress this so much like when you ask someone are you okay really ask them are you okay people yeah. need to start really looking out for their friends because there's a lot of people that have taken their lives and I would have never ever expected it mm. because when I ask them do you want to go to college they say yes but they don't see that they're they're not comfortable enough to say no I don't want yeah. to go. Yeah. no you know if I ask them are you okay because that's being vulnerable memory, it's yeah. hard yeah muscle memory you're like yeah I'm good yeah. a lot of these times there's people that we're walking with on campus every day and we don't know what they're going yeah. through exactly. which is why I really stress like I tell all my friends check on your friends like I'm not joking actually not a text hey how are you like a literal text like, how are, say like, how are you yeah. literally Yo, how are you hey. and then say it again no how are you like actually, and also vice versa being honest with the responses where, when yeah. people do ask you just be like okay this is an opportunity for me to talk about when this. you're ready to like really be like okay i'm ready I'm yeah say it. please when do. you find people that you're comfortable it's, enough, it's hard to get to that point too. though that's it is. Um, That's, you know, yeah. it's difficult oh, because... It's, 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 yeah, we talk about this, but in retrospect, like, we were talking about it from, like, right. a point of privilege, in a sense, because yeah. we're out of it, yeah. sort of. Or, for you know now. what I mean? For yeah. now, exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. even that, right. we don't know, but, Because like, it is a cycle. Like, it's it like, is. It's a lifelong, yes. like, thing, because at the end of the day, you're never done taking care of your mental health. Yes. You're never done taking care of your physical health. Mm. You feel me? Like, just because you've been through it, I feel like we should, we are, we're definitely wise enough to know that at the end of the day, bro, like, we're good now. That doesn't mean we'll be good forever. We just mm. know how to deal with it better. Right and another yeah, thing about, like, cool. dealing with that whole mental health thing is, like, oftentimes, like, people literally develop, like, an, an outside personality and an inside, like, personhood. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, like, a lot of times you see me and I, I probably look like the happiest person in the world. That's just because, like, 
that's that's all a front. Mm-hmm. Like, Look and it's so easy to develop people, that front. That's yeah. their coping mechanism to fake it till you make it. Yeah, that for is. some and people, for men, like, it's yeah. let me no, let me be it, tough all the time. Is that mechanism. a coping mechanism though? Like, are you actually it's like it's for you to cope, but like, does it actually solve the issue? Then no, okay, no, it's not a solution. It's just a coping. Okay, with my situation, but acting like I'm happy, you know. You know, people can look all right every day. Every yeah. day. And you people never know what they're going through. They do. Exactly. Yeah. You can't read depression on my face. Like, that's hard to do. You know what I mean? Exactly. And, you know, it's it's hard because I personally know of someone who, um, within, like, a friend group that I have, uh, I met a bunch of people on, like, Twitter at one point. And, like, they're my, like, they're actually, my like, my friends. Like, I talk mm-hmm. to them about my life and mm-hmm. stuff. And um, it's so crazy because I've never met, but, like, some of them. But, like, I've met some of them. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's funny because thinking back to it, you know, well, it's not funny, but <laughs> it's like a real thing that I have a friend who um, his name's Nate and uh, he had a girlfriend, all that. And randomly, he just took his life. And it was hard because the sa- the next day we're all like talking to each other like, yo, we did not see this coming. Mm-hmm. Like, this isn't something that we all saw coming. And it's so crazy because I wasn't as close to him as other people were, but I definitely had a lot of conversations with him. Mm-hmm. And it was crazy thinking back to it because, like, not at no point would I legitimately have thought that he would do something like that. Mm-hmm. And then I think about myself, and I'm like, wow, you know, my actions have repercussions. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to think about how I handle myself because if I ever, you know, God forbid, ever got to that point, like, um, where I'm actually about to do it or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, I got to be conscious mm-hmm. because it's hard to be conscious of yourself. And thinking back on that is... It's hard, you know, so rest up. Nate, you know, he's a, he was a good dude. Yeah, rest and, um, nice nice for real. It's so crazy, you know, to think about. Yeah, oh, sorry. It's, it's, it's crazy, but, you know, you learn through experience. Mm. And um, sure. every time I think back to that, it's wild because I remember that people aren't always how they seem. Right. You know, you have to be willing to really ask, like, are you good? And, like, really sit there and look at somebody in their face. Yeah. Like, and be like, no, seriously. Like, you truly mean it. Exactly. Because it's easy to just be like, you good, you good, all right, and dap each other up and keep walking. Mm -hmm. But it's different to sit in front of someone and go, hey, how are you? I mean, I know I do that with my roommates all the time. I I look them dead in, you know what I mean? Like, are you good? And then sometimes they'll tell me, nah, I'm not good. Mm. And I'll sit there and talk to them about it. Because I know what it's like. Yeah. You know? It helps when you know what it's like, honestly. For sure. Um, so you have empathy. Oh, oh empathy. empathy. Yeah. Me, it's gonna save the world. It, it is. Yeah. I remember like when Thirteen Reasons Why came out. Hmm. Yeah, that that changed my world. <laughs> really? That's when I was. That's really when I was like, damn, this is a thing. Like this is a, and it's crazy because it really glorified suicide. I'm not, in my opinion, it, it kind of dramatized yeah. and glorified suicide in a yeah. way. What's crazy is it movies. took a TV show. Mm. Right. People lose their lives every day. Every day. And exactly. it's sad that in America it takes us to have a TV, TV show, show yeah. before we say, oh, this is a To have problem. the conversation yeah. about yeah. it. I mean, it's. A, I'm not complaining. At least now we talk about it and at least now we know. Um, but I just remember when 13 Reasons Why I came out. For me, it was more of like, a, okay, I really need to start thinking about how I contribute to other people's lives. Because you may not say, but like, if someone is, say, depressed and they're walking on the street and like you say something rude to them like um like under the, like just something like small like that can really affect them mm. even though it's something small it can really affect them in a huge way yeah. so that that forced me to really think about like my contribution exactly. mm. you know and kind of kind of actually um speaking to your point where it's like it took a TV show at the same time like like our like America's favorite pastime is to like kind of consume media mm-hmm. like we do want to see ourselves represented mm-hmm. and we want to see like things that we go through represented 
for us to not see people of color going through mental health oh, issues yeah. on on TV, like in media at all, like that's like it's, it makes you think like okay, like that's not a thing. And it takes a TV show sometimes because it makes us realize like oh, like like because art is a reflection of reality. You know, mm-hmm. it's, like, it's like okay, this is a reflection of things that happen to people, millions of people all the time. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Yeah, and furthermore, as a man, um, specifically where I come from, I know tons of individuals who have, you know, dealt with experiences worse than, worse than what I've seen, yeah. like, in my eyes. And, you know, you would mm-hmm. never know mm. because they would never speak on it. Yeah. And uh, going back to the idea of stigma, as um, specifically with men, like men of color, black men, Latino mm. men, all that. Like, it's, it's crazy because... You'll go through things, and you won't speak about them. You won't mention them to nobody. And you'll just have them inside until they come out in the wrong way. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to learn how to healthily like communicate. Like you Exactly. Yeah. And that just... That's bad further, for everybody. It just further creates a cycle. You know what I mean? Yeah. That just destroys more and more people. And um, certain individuals don't want to fund programs to help these people. Mm. Reach out to them. Give them therapy services, like we said. And um, that's really important. You know, like, even... in here at GW, I know that, like, people always tell me, don't go to Colonial House. And I'm like, oh, I don't, not my yeah. business. I haven't been, because, mm. um... I'm there every week. Like, I'm I don't know what the experience is there, but I hear so many bad things, and it's really? scary, because it's like, yeah, aren't they in charge of, like, what are people It is so very polarizing. I used to visit, like, my therapist used to be, I used to get her through Colonial Health Mental okay. Services, uh-huh. mm. and, like, my therapist was dope. Like, I, I really liked her. Shout out to Kenny. Um, yeah. But at the same time, like, the way that I will say it's set up is, like, the office is kind of understaffed. So say, like, like there would be times where, like, you know, like, I couldn't get an appointment when I needed to. Or there'd be times where if I needed to see a certain somebody, they'd be, you know, booked with somebody else. And I have to see a whole new person mm. and start over with them. You feel me? Yeah. Crazy. And I exactly. can never do that. That's why, yeah. you know, I was, I'm very hesitant to go to therapy here because I'm like at the end of the day you know I have a history with my therapist back home mm. you know I've built like a a rapport exactly like we know each other in a she way that like, mm. like when I say something she'll be like oh like that thing that happened a right. year ago yeah. and I'll be like, like oh, exactly yeah. <laughs> like, oh, and then like we're connecting dots yes. together and it's scary because you know you come to college and you're told that they're here for you and all this stuff but then you really think about it and you go well I have to be willing to have them be here for me and the worst part is what if they can't be here because they're understaffed Mm -hmm. or because of a plethora of other reasons so uh, specifically talking about like getting help and stuff like it's always good to reach out um, but it's also good to make sure you're getting the best you can you know always trying to figure out what can I do more for myself Mm. you know because that awareness is hard to have uh, specifically from a male perspective, that's, I'm sure, much harder to have because we, mm-hmm. we bring that stuff up and, and they're like, you're weak. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you talking about? Like, be a man. You know what I mean? That I, and the amount of times I, you've heard that. I right? can't tell you how many times in my life I've heard that and it's 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 just torn it's a piece of me because mm-hmm. I go, damn, like, that makes me not a man? Like, yeah. like that's, that's a really yeah. difficult barrier to jump yeah. because then you have to be willing to go, all right, it's not that I'm not a man. It's that I'm a man who goes through things. Yeah. You know, as everyone does. It's the thing about awareness, you know, understanding that I am not a perfect individual as nobody is. Mm. You're just human. Exactly. You're, human. You're just you human. Understanding that is so important. Yeah. Because it's hard to really, it's hard to admit that to yourself and take that accountability and be like, oh, let me go out and get some help. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, I feel like something else we don't talk about is like, 
the unwillingness to diagnose like i feel like you know what i mean like yeah. there's one thing to have there's another thing to like actually call it a name yeah like a scientific name literally i think it becomes a lot more real yeah when you say you know? it's a lot more scary actually. yeah it makes like, it much like more ex- yeah like, like yeah. It's not just like a face that. Yeah. yeah. Like I have a disease. Mm. I don't know. And I think, honestly, I think that's partially where the stigma comes from. Yeah. Is because whenever you're diagnosed, it's like, this must be a bad thing. Yeah. So mm. if it takes a diagnosis, then clearly it's not normal. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And adding on to that, like, that also brings in the conversation of medication oh, as well. Right. And mm. using I'm that, you know what I mean? Like, having to battle. Do you have something to say about yeah. that? Um, Specifically from my experience, yeah, I definitely have something to say. Um, For a long time, you know, I went to therapy. And my my therapist had always said, like, uh, in her eyes, medication is the last resort. And mm-hmm. that's how I've always thought about it as well. I know other people who take it, and they started taking it right away as soon as they got diagnosed. And they tell me, they're like, no, just take the medication. But I tell them all the time, I'm like, you know, I cannot see myself putting myself through that. Because mm-hmm. I already go through enough emotionally and I've just learned how to deal with these emotions. Mm-hmm. If I start evening myself out, like, that's 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 going to tear down all this progress that I've made. Yeah. You know, and it's difficult to, to get yourself into that position. No, for sure. I, I feel like, so, when I got, when I got diagnosed with what I had... Like, my my primary care physician was like, all right, you have this. I can put you on this medication, see how it goes. Mm-hmm. And I was really like, no, I'm never taking medication, bro. Like, I will just have this and I'll deal with it how I deal with it. Mm-hmm. Because to me, I was thinking like, yo, like, that's literally like the chemicals in your brain. Like, yeah. And to me, that was way, way too scary. Now, granted, yeah. like, I never took medication. And I was like, and I'm very happy I didn't. Mm. But it probably would have made things a lot easier. And I'm not going to lie, like, for the rest of my life, like I probably should have been started on medication before, but it's like at this point I'm just like I'm not doing that. Yeah. But that that's not to say like don't do it because at the end of the day, if you need that, you need that. I was just like for me personally, bro. Like I really, 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 really was just it just was like so fearful of me to yeah. do that. Like I just couldn't do it. Yeah, and the truth is that it's scary, you know. Right? It's scary. I remember like because it's it terrifying. Can mess you up, bro. It yeah, can the, the, becoming dependent on it is another crazy. thing. Like. Yeah. That. I also feel like the way that like mental um, mental health disorders have been like shown in the media don't help yeah. us a lot. Like commercials and stuff. Like they, it just looks scary the way they yeah, sure. that stuff. It all looks scary. Yeah. The side effects. It's, yeah, it's like you. side effects may include death. Like, I'm like my God. <laughs> <laughs> Well, like, damn. Right? I'm like, that's what we're trying to combat. Um, it's also never people of color in those commercials. Ever. Like, oh, mm-hmm. Representation, man. Representation matters. It matters. Yeah. And, you know, like, it's always scary to hear those things and realizing those things. Because, you know, I remember the first time I was told, like, oh, because I, I blatantly asked my therapist. I was like, what, what do you really think I have? Mm-hmm. Like, I really asked her that mm-hmm. at some point in the line. And she was like, well, I think you have some form of post-traumatic stress disorder and you're depressed and you deal with suicidal thoughts and da-da-da-da-da. And I'm sitting there, and as an individual, like, I always hear about, like, PTSD and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And then thinking to myself, like, oh, I might I might have this. And then realizing, like, damn, I might really, like, I'm, I might really need some more help. Yeah. And think about, about oh, all these experiences that I have are, are some that I'm not supposed to have. Because yeah. it's so normalized. It's not normal, yeah. but it became normal. Exactly. Yeah. It became normal to see certain things. So hearing... Oh yeah, your diagnosis was with A, B, and C is crazy. Cause mm. then you're sitting there like, wow, this is really who I am, and I gotta face this. You know, I gotta face my certain 
uh, anxieties that I have. My I'm always looking over my shoulder all the time. And it's funny because I described that to her, like certain tendencies that I have. And she was like, yeah, you, you fit a certain... And I'm like, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, you fit a certain category. And I'm like, that makes sense. But I hate to hear it because... I mean, like, I'd like to think that I'm a perfect individual, that yeah. I'm a normal guy who just goes through stuff sometimes, and yeah. I'm be cool, yeah. you know, because that's what you're told. You'll be fine, like, always. Yeah. Yeah. It's like learning that you're not fine. Like, exactly. for the first time in your life, you're like, dang, like, this is not normal. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm not all right, but that's, that's okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'll, it's okay I'll get to not it. be okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and having talked about that, talking about all this for this past hour. Just before, what, before we close. Yeah. What are ways that you guys think um, we can shift the conversation of mental health in our communities? Like, how can we shift it now? Right. Now we recognize the issue, and what is the next step from that? All right, so... That's I've a always, big question, but go yeah, for it. Yeah, I've always had, like, a multi-pronged response to that. Mm. Um, I'm going to need one prong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to think, like, how to really stop it. Like, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, put it down. Yeah. So, um, no, the big one is definitely, you know, teaching your kids that it's all right. And us uh, as young adults, you know, we're going to have some kids someday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so it's... In a way, it's like realizing that you can't be the continuation of this. Yeah. And, um, mm-hmm. Breaking that cycle. I like that. You can't be I love the that too. Yeah, you can't, you know. And, like, to just close off on that point is that you have to understand, you know, that in your community, you are the difference mm-hmm. in the way which you react with people and the way that you talk to them. So always be be conscious of that, mm-hmm. you know. What about you, Alpha? Um, so with me, this is something I've started as soon as, like, I had whatever I had, like, I was like, bro, like, I couldn't, first of all, I couldn't believe that, like, I was diagnosed with what I was diagnosed with. I literally, really? I ne- literally never thought it would be me, mm. but, because I was, like, the happiest dude you would ever see growing up. Yeah. But it happens, you feel me? And so, what I do is, like, I'm the oldest of four, of three, well, three siblings, I'm the oldest of four total, me being included, mm-hmm. so I have three younger siblings. Well, my little sisters, I, I, like, I literally speak to them about this all the time. I'm literally like, yo, like, you're 12, you're 16, like, this is the point where you should really start thinking about this, this where stuff. life gets yeah. hard. Exactly. This is the point where, like, yeah. the things you go through, you can't just be like, all right, I'm going to just brush it off. And no, like, literally don't do that. And at the same yeah. time, like, I talk to my parents about this often. They're, you know, they're West African parents that came mm-hmm. to America, you know, found an opportunity, did their best. At the same time, this is not something they're super hip on. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's my job to make sure that, you know, they, they know what I know and yeah. they're teaching that to my little siblings. Uh, For sure. I love that. It's like also paying it forward, but also paying attention to where it came from and breaking that yeah. yeah. Um. Honestly, thank you guys. Yes. So much. Thank you. This was such a great conversation. It was. Thank you for coming on, necessary. for being vulnerable, honest, yeah. like about your experiences. It's not easy. Position. And it's important that we normalize conversations like, like this. Yes. Like, there's nothing wrong with nothing. Me- like, it's always it's a stigma. And a yeah. stigma is made up. It's made up over time. Yeah. You feel me? So, like, you know, for everybody at home, like. Have these conversations amongst yes, each other. You know? have the, if you listen today, keep keep the conversation going. It does not have to end at six p.m. It on only Saturday. helps. Like, <laughs> you know, keep going, yeah. keep talking about it. You know, look out for your friends. Ask them how they're doing. Look out for not just your friends, your family, your parents. You never yeah. know how someone's being affected in their lives. Well, especially your parents. You will never know about yeah. your parents because they would tell you. Because they would never tell you. So please, they like, really keep that stuff yeah, in. Yeah, we we are each other's keepers. You know, so everyone look out for each other. Um, shout out to Gambia. I see you. Shout out. 
to Botswana. I saw that. Africa. I saw that. I don't know, well, but I, I appreciate it. We're international. Yeah, Atlanta, you know, gotta represent. I saw Chicago. I saw Maryland. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We're um, international now. We international, baby. Oh, um, <laughs> just to close it off, this is a song. A song I really, really love. It's called Three Little Birds by Bob Marley. I hope y'all have a great Saturday. And if you're at GW, let's turn up. It's finale night. Let's go. Let's it's go. Finale. <laughs>